As we welcome the last month of the year, some asset managers are penning in their markets outlook for 2023. BlackRock is one of those firms updating its outlook, saying a new playbook is required to navigate these volatile times. And joining me now with more of the detail is BlackRock's chief fixed income strategist, Scott Thiel. Thank you so much for your time, Scott. Now, BlackRock has been talking about a new regime in the macroeconomy since the mid-year outlook. Just summarize those shifts that you are seeing and are they permanent or just things that we're going to be dealing with in the medium term? Yeah, so very importantly, we see this period of great moderation behind us. And that was a period of the last maybe even decade of low volatility and in inflation, low volatility and policy response, policy response and easy monetary policy, which is the main takeaway. Right. So you had low inflation, low volatility, inflation and central banks could be very accommodative and very supportive of financial markets. As we go into this year coming out of COVID and also in the geopolitical environment that we're in, we see a very different environment, right? We see higher volatility of inflation, higher inflation, greater volatility in policy response, and thus not those kind of tailwinds uh, for financial markets that we've seen in the past. So a real big shift in the environment that we're in. Yeah. Uh, talking about uh, how the central banks used to be accommodative, now they've moved into restrictive territory. Do you see central banks actually winning the fight against inflation? Or do you think that at some point they're going to find out that the costs of that fight are too high? Well, this is a very, very important question, right? We look at it as the central banks are fighting the politics of inflation. Right, so they are fighting the inflationary environment that they were right in front of them. And that's really been a function of supply shock, right? This is not a normal business cycle, normal, normal inflationary cycle. And so we think that they are getting <laughs> to the point where they begin to acknowledge the trade-off between higher inflation and economic growth, right? And we uh, see that in the United States, even Jay Powell starting to talk about that and the ECB is starting to speak about that. The idea that by putting rates up so sharply into a supply shock driven inflationary environment, they're really pushing down economic activity, particularly in the interest rate sensitive parts of the economy. Yeah. Do you think that the markets um, are in a state where they are appropriately pricing in the scale of those risks? Well, I think the market is pricing in the peak of interest rates correctly. So we would okay. believe that 5%, four and three quarters is going to be the peak in U.S. monetary policy. But where we differ very, very much from market pricing, and uh, to some degree, Chair Powell yesterday in his testimony uh, supported this view, that thereafter, the market is pricing in quite a lot of easing of monetary policy, so lower rates mm -hmm. in 2023 and 2024. Um, and that's a normal business cycle type of reaction function, right? Central bank raises rates, economy slows, and then they ease. We don't think the inflationary environment is going to be that accommodative for them going forward, and we don't expect the same amount of easing. So we agree with the, with the top of the interest rate cycle, but thereafter, we don't see rates coming back down, and that's an important part of our overall uh, view. Yeah. All right. So because of the permanent shifts that we are seeing, I mean, in, when it comes to the growth dynamics and also inflation that will probably settle at a higher base, how should investors then navigate this kind of environment? Well, we think investors should should be very conscious that fixed income is not going to serve the same function that it has in the past. It won't be a ballast to portfolios. And in this environment, we still think that long-dated bonds are, are very rich for, for investors. We also note that short-dated bonds have higher yield than long-dated 
negative bonds, an inverted yield curve. Um, but we think that the front end of markets, so two-year, three-year maturity bonds, look very attractive because we believe the peak in interest rates will be that four and three quarter, five percent. And so investors don't have to take much risk over the next two years to get that kind of return. So from an investment perspective, particularly in fixed income, we like being in shorter maturity bonds. We like credit because it gives you additional spread. Yeah. Um, and we, again, remain underweight equities overall because we don't think that longer term, right, equity valuations reflect this view around the pathway of policy and to some degree the impact that, uh, that the recession will have on economy. Mm. Underweight equities, but just quickly, we have about 20 seconds. Um, <laughs> developed markets equities versus emerging market equities. Well, so we're, we're underway developed market equities because the valuations there are compelling. In emerging markets, we're neutral. Okay. Uh, we understand there's a higher risk premium in China because of the political situation. Um, and also, we look at the commodity uh, markets as being complex for EM, so we remain neutral. Ah, all right. Well, thank you very much for your time and for your insights on that outlook, Scott. That was Scott Thiel from BlackRock.